See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Yeah. A radio made of ham. A radio made of ham. Yes. We're just talking about the my need for being uh, on air in most obscure ways. So you this is get, my first to, way of being you, obscure. You need to get a CB, too, so you can go, hey, trucker, trucker. Oh, 10-4, good buddy. This is Stranger Danger. Come on. You There's got to be some CBers around. So. I don't know. If I find like a nice ham radio, then I can like talk to the whole world. Yeah, and you can tell and, them and, about... And the people that are crazy in their basements will listen, and every now and then I would just be like, 24-6, beep, and then i just <laughs> turn it off. Like, I'm sending out secret codes even though they're just meaningless. Oh, you know what would be cool if you could... You could do it. You could you could take the... M, you could audio record this and play it through the ham radio. Like, this is oh, a I robot. Would. Oh, my God, that would be so great. We, that, we'd be reaching out to a new market. We would. We would be real superstars as opposed to, like, kind of superstars oh, in our minds. It. That's it. I'm getting a ham radio set up. We're gonna get we're gonna get slow robot on ham radio. Slow ham eater dot bacon dot org. Uh, oh god. We forward just came slash chocolate. Okay. Uh who are we? What are we doing here? Why are we even here? I just figured why waste all that great talk about a ham radio when I could just put it on air. Yeah. Anyway, my name is Mao. You're listening to Slow Robot dot WordPress dot com. We're this is big show number eighty six. We're stampeding towards the century mark, of which we have no special plans. But, uh, what are we doing? Why are we here? You can find us at slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com, or on iTunes, or on Stitcher, or on uh, Ham Radio, eventually, and, and of course, sliceradio.com.au, the internet's only place for comedy and podcast greatness. And... If you were not, if you don't want to go to any of those places, and you're like, hmm, I want a place that has like three, I want a hub of entertainment of awesomeness. Well, then you should just go to bunchofdorks.com. Um, there you're gonna be faced with three paths. Which one will you take? If you take the one to the right, it's gonna be bunch of dorks, the now defunct but often lauded. 230 something shows of stupidity, or you can take the center path, which is a comic book. Realm, two-dimension two comic, comic book, book uh, realm podcast where you fight superheroes and fly to the sun, yes. or you can go to the left, and we're a bunch of leftists here, and that is your movie needs. Not <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> or you can take the path, the dark, scary path to the left, and that is slowrobotagogo.com undertaker.com forward slash WWE okay none of that's real but do go to do do go to bunch of dorks if you're sitting in a cubicle and you have lots of time to kill because there's lots of time to kill there Um, killing time that's what we're doing here yeah killing time killing time for you people yeah you better love it you love us for that so anyway we're making your boring job a lot less boring and stressful and now I'm going to try to scrape the glaze off of your eyes because you're just roll your eyes are rolling back in your head um, this is Slow Robot Go-Go. We are here to talk about b- often forgotten, mis- uh, cast aside, malnutrition, misbegotten. misbegotten movies. Red-headed stepchildren the, of the uh, From movies. days of yester year. Yes. year uh, yester yore? Yester days year. Of, days of year. Yeah, days of yore. Days of yore. <laughs> stop. I'm going to stop. Okay. okay, yeah. This, so we talk about B-movies, bad movies, and we also talk a little bit about ourselves. My name is Mao. With me, as always, the entertainment... Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. A little and, bit less Undertaker there. And, and and anybody out there, if you if anybody out there has a ham radio, please send it to <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, just mail it to me. Not I a radio to... made of ham, though, because that would be gross. Yeah, or spam. If, if they sent it vacuum-packed in ice, I could yeah, have a ham made of, made of okay. ham. Okay, right, whatever works, but, but but the electronic version. Yes. Ham radio. We need one. i got to get on, like, i got to even, like, study about how to even do one of those or use one of those. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. You'll figure it out, I, I think. I will. All right. So, okay, where are we going to start today? I do have a little bit of news and a little bit of welcome. Um, Of course, the first news yesterday, I can't say his name. Hayo. Hayo. (laughs) (laughs) Hayo. Hayo Miyazaki uh, retired officially. 
Oh, okay. he's the he's the guy who did Spirited Away, Kiki's uh, Delivery Service. So he he's like what well, he's a Japanese animator who I think has influenced the world as much as as much as Disney or or possibly more. He, he's done a lot of really important stuff. Um, now he's retired before, but he's like 125. So oh, I think he's going to actually retire. It's this a good time. time. <laughs> yeah, 970 is a good time to retire, yeah. and I, that's. Uh, and I would also we have we we picked up a couple new followers this week. Uh, people following the show on uh, through our blog. Uh, I'd like to welcome Tash T and um, Kendall F. Now Kendall F has a uh, go to the Public Blogger. I put I put down Kendall F of the Public Blogger fame. Tash I couldn't find any um, couldn't find any uh, site for her, but nonetheless, thank you for f- clicking the follow button with yeah, us, and we you. hope hopefully we can entertain you. From time and time, we I, we picked up a few followers over there under the bridge, and now we have kind of like a cult thing going on or well, whatever the cult of B movies. Yes, we give them robes and let them. Sit yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They and then they bring us food and money, and they uh, they, they, they watch our movies too. <laughs> they gotta get us to bring us a ham radio. Yeah, now. or ham, got, or just ham. I don't know. So yes, yay for all that. All right. What do, what do you got going on, Doctor Morbius? Anything <laughs> other than that long, boring shtick about whatever? <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about ham and the Jewish holiday, but <laughs> just don't, just stop. Just stop. The little voice in your right head there. says, "You know what? Just pass on that one. Just pass over." <laughs> anyway, yeah, just pass over that one. Put a bump. No, but seriously, uh, <laughs> yes, you can find uh, me and Don and Rook and Dallas on Two Dimension Comic Book Podcast. Comic book podcast with no direction where. We talk about comic, comic book movies, comic related things, and all sorts of goodness that you need to listen to. Yeah, we're going to be doing a show today on I don't know what, but we'll figure it out when we get there. It's kind of like man. this show. It's a great, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a good, good podcast. I'll give it a listen. And two dimensioned, then two dimension, which I talked about before, and Destination Nightmare, my blog where I do comic movies, podcasts, I, some writing and. Stuff like that. Yeah. In fact, you might want to pause the show and go there because they get way more traffic than like this show does. So. No, but I'm kind still, of sad, But listen to all you know. of us. All of us. We we're all working together. We're we're a communal experience. Yeah. We're all like blended together. You you read about the movies on on uh, Destination Nightmare. You you listen to them. You know, on on Slow Robot, and then you do the comic book thing. You read the comics on my blog, and you listen. And you listen to us talk about them on two dimensions. It's all, and then you also go to all the goods all the time. Blog, yeah. Dot blogspot, I think, or yeah, yeah, just yeah. type it in the Google, Google it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you can read about things w- of of which we're in there. Yes. Too. Oh, really? Okay. Cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's that Nims. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely check that out because uh, she's a great person. Hey, let's move on from being. She cor- did a nice write up for yes, us. Yes, she so, did. It was yeah, very, yeah, it was very touching. Nice of her. Let's let's move on from the being corporate shills and just talk about why we're here. Yes, we are corporate shills. <laughs> I'm a I'm a corporate shill of a man. Yes, we have a corporation and we're wealthy and we just rule the world of podcasting from here. That's none of that's okay. true whatsoever. Well, we, we aspire. We aspire to rule the world, but I have a feeling and we perspire. Too, I have a feeling it's going to fall short of our goals, but we can keep trying. No, no think positively, <laughs> damn it. Positive thinking. The power of positive thinking. Yes. Okay, Tony Robbins. What have you watched this week? What have I watched this week? I was going to watch this trilogy of 70s greatness, mm. but I, I, was, I wasn't I was able to watch a third one. Well, what, well, who is it? What is it? Okay, well, we'll talk about the greatness that is Peter Carpenter. You may never heard of Peter Carpenter. That's the Carpenter. wrong Carpenter to watch. Yeah, well, you know, Karen was a good drummer and a singer, but... But Peter Carpenter was actually a triple threat. He was an actor. He was a singer. <laughs> He's a triple threat. Buzzing! He was an actor, a, a singer, and a screenwriter. And he did three 70s classics. One would be Point of Terror. The other would be Blood Mania. The other one would be Love Me Like I Do. Nice. Uh, Carpenter was kind of like a... Was kind of bit was kind of like projecting himself as like a Mr. Studley '70s guy's cool guy, oh, yeah? know, muscle man, good with the ladies, and all these. Yeah. I didn't watch Blood Mania, but I have watched it in the past. But the first two, Love Me Like I Do and Point of Terror, are basically kind of like melodramas, and and, and Point of Terror pretends to be a horror movie because it's got a couple of scenes, but it really isn't. But they're <laughs> they're like it's like '70s, like uh. Uh, sh- kind of like schlock, but almost like schlock, macho, self-involved. Like, look at me, I'm a cool guy. Like Magnum PI was there. Yeah, or yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And, and a lot of, lot of, 
nice-looking ladies. Uh, Diane Thorne, Elsa's in these movies. Maria de wow. Aragon from The Cremators and Wonder Women and all that. I watched the first two. I'm going to watch the other one. And then, like, as, as after I watch the third one, I'll talk about it more next time. But if you see these movies on, for you know, on Netflix or something like that, watch them because they're kind of like fun 70s schlock. Love Me Like I Do is especially, like, sleazy, but... It's a goofy sleazy, if that makes any sense. It's a goofy 70s sleaze or whatever. I don't know huh. how to explain it, but almost it's... Almost like a driving or a trucker movie. It's, it's like, it's like, the, the, it's like the, the, the early version of the Housewives of Orange County, but, but <laughs> even, even goofier than that, because with polyester and leisure suits and stuff like that, <laughs> <Yuck>. it's, <laughs> it's, and you got to be there. you yeah. got to be there, man. you got to be there, but it, it's great stuff. I'll talk about it more later. All right, what else did you see? That's it? That's it, just All those right. two. Those two occupied my... Film besides our main movie. Well, I watched one that I'm not going to talk about today because I'm. It's obviously going to be my. I found I found my next versus movie. I'll put it that way. Okay. So I watched that. I watched one that was. Um, it's called Video Game High School. Uh, this is a. It's. I think it's kind of gaining some cult status. It's a newer movie. It was pretty funny. I liked it. Um, it was well done. I can definitely see where it would gain some uh, traction in the cult world. Uh, then I watched Hannibal. This was uh, now I, I had watched Silence of the Lambs and I had, well, I think I talked about it on air but I might not have I watched Silence of the Lambs and I I put all of those on my Netflix queue because I've never seen any of them now I've seen parts of them or I you know I just never sat down and watched them and then after I saw the first one I was like wow that was a really good movie and then after watching the second one I said I'm taking the rest of these off my queue yeah. uh, they're disgusting but there's more of them yeah there's a couple of them but that Hannibal was so I I did not care for it it was like they went like ultra gross and really weird and I'm like I'm done I'm done thanks thanks for stopping by and then I watched a really good documentary called Card Subject Card Subject to Change um and it's a whole it's a documentary that's written about um the life of uh independent wrestlers and you know <clears throat> and this is like an actual documentary where they're showing you know people wrestling in in high gyms at high schools and there's 40 people there or 50 people there you know the the real um, the real truth of the matter is what WWE is and then what the rest of the world has to deal with you know making twenty or thirty bucks a night and performing for you know maybe maybe a hundred people at best it's a pretty tough world it's you know like us yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, Howard Stern is the WWE or whatever I guess you'd say and then yeah. we're, uh, we're we're we're, we're the Indies and we're the uh, Indies yeah. The Indies are a tough place to be. I'll just yeah, put it that way. But enjoyable in a, in, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, it is. No, you, there's no pressure. No pressure, no free, and you have freedom, you know. Uh, these are all people that have other jobs, for the most part. Um, one or two of them take themselves a bit too seriously, and one of them that they were actually in, uh, following, a guy named Trent Acid, actually died. Uh, he, of course, developed heroin problems, and it's funny because you saw him in the beginning of this thing. I don't know how long they filmed. must have been a couple of years, at least. Well, yeah, of course it was a couple of years, but um, in the beginning he was this very young, uh, strong man, very full of himself kind of thing, and then within a matter of three or four years he was, he looked really bad, you know, the the junk had killed him, basically, he, he was in and out of prison once, and um, you know, all this stuff, fighting his addictions, and, and that's it, you know, and then he died, he died of a heroin overdose, so, pretty pretty interesting stuff, if you if you like wrestling at all i would really recommend you go out and get a card subject to change there's a couple of wwe um ex talent agents and promoters and stuff like that are, are on it you know so they have it has some credibility and that was it other than that i watched a, an archer marathon where i watched uh, you know like about a million of the archers because those are on streaming now and you know there, he's that to me that you don't you know you don't you don't really dig those. I watched those. Okay, I didn't get like the I didn't get the the greatness of it, but I thought oh, it was I thought it was mildly amusing. I laughed so hard when I watched that. It's just so dumb the stuff they say in the animation. Oh, it is. Yeah, it, it's really funny. It's really spoofing hard on the spies and you know just it's just really funny. I I really enjoy that show a great deal. And uh, this week was also marks the passing of Futurama. As it was the last episode ever. That was still going on? Yeah. Yep. There was still Futurama was still new episodes. It's been canceled like 20 times. Oh. But uh, yeah, this is the final nail in the coffin. It's over. Right. Um, what what they did was Futurama was a show on Fox. Fox kind of buried it. 
it was on a bad time slot and it would get preempted by baseball and football all the time. So then they canceled it and they that sucked. And then they worked out a deal with uh, I want to say not Comedy Central, who, I don't know some show Spike TV or something, where they would they made four movies. And the movies, of course, sold really well because there's a lot of people that like this show, like me. And uh, so what they did was, while they were making new ones, they cut those three movies into four pieces, uh, four episodes each. <laughs> and and then they ran that as, like, the first season. Then they did two more seasons and then uh, the last one. So. Okay. Yeah, kind of bummer. Um, I, I will miss it a great deal. It, it To me, it, ha- it was a show that had a lot of possibilities and a lot of... Because it's set in the future, set in space travel, stuff like that. You know, I didn't love every one of them, but um, they were, it, it was good. It was a really good premise. So, and that's it. That's okay, it. we're gonna take a quick. Um, oh no, actually, we're gonna do another. Okay, we have to make a decision here because the feedback we got from one of our more uh, faithful listeners was that the vocal sec- listeners, one of our more vocal listeners, one of our taller listeners. <laughs> One of our more black beltish listeners yes. uh, did, didn't care for the sex ed, um, and I have four of them. I have all four sides, and I was going to run the the you know the, P, the sex ed PSAs. So should we just do the second one and see if we get any other feedback? And of course. Okay. Well, then we're going to roll right into our our top ten. Now, does does the person who gave us this list do they have any um? On Company Ice. Oh, okay, that's what it Company was. Company Ice has yes. uh, suggested. Company Ice gave us a bunch, because we're always sitting there struggling over, oh, what's our top ten going to be, or oh, what's our this and that going to be. And Company Ice gave us uh, some uh, uh, many, many to choose from, a long list of some possible top tens. Yes. So this one is uh, our top ten movie gadgets we wish we owned. Brought to you by Company Ice. Brought to you. Do you want to kick it the... off? I've talked. Yes. All right. I will kick it off. Kick let it me, off. Let me kick it. Ham kicking radio it. style. Kicking it. <laughs> All right. Number one, I'm going to use it just because I know you're going to have this on your list. The flying guillotine. Oh, yeah. That's top. Uh, I knew that's that. That's one of the tops of mine. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> uh, I'd walk around with that just <laughs> swinging it like it was a watch, like a pocket watch from the yeah, 30s. Exactly. Like, Bring it to work, yeah, why don't you? Yeah, yeah, see? Hey, it's, uh, yeah, anyway, okay, <laughs> the uh, lightsaber from Star Wars, nice. always a fun, Good always choice. a fun thing, um, the, f- the transporter from, uh, Star Trek, beam me up Scotty, gotta yeah, have that, that's, that's a, a good, good one, that is a good gadget, uh, Green Lantern's power ring can turn into anything, you know, cr- big hands or big, you know, whatever, and no, wait, wait, I don't know anything about that one, what, what's that, yeah, it's like his ring, becomes like whatever he wants it to become so it could bing like it could become like a big fly swatter it could be like a ray that like annihilates people or whatever it's pretty cool huh. wow and it's green uh spider-man's web that causes him to fly across all the buildings uh, yeah, that's a good one that's always although i think fun. that would that would hurt my shoulders i think yeah you got to work out a little <laughs> bit or at least get bit by a radioactive spider that would help that would help um this is, has nothing to do with movies, even though it might at some ways. But X-ray specs. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many? Not did, always. Have no. you ever sent? Did you ever send for the money? No, no, no I no. never did either. No, no, I knew that. Even as a even as a seven-year-old, <laughs> I knew they weren't. Even worse. as a young tyke, I knew those X-ray specs would be yeah. would, would disappoint. Yeah. yeah. Iron Man suit with all the rays and mm. all the flying and all that good stuff. Man, you your your list is way better than mine. I think. Uh, let's see. Uh, for well. These two kind of like are one, but I'll just say I'll just say them as one. Doctor Who's got a, that phone booth called the TARDIS yeah, that flies all around oh, time, yeah, yeah. and then of course from the movie The Time Machine, the Time Machine, you know, a little time travel double feature for you. Now, which one? I guess they were that one that was like the old style. Yeah, one. the one, the old one, Looked which was cool. like a chair with like the. It has like the uh, the Jeopardy wheel behind it, it with the like lights kind of the wheel of fortune yeah. thing going on thing in the back. Awesome. Uh, of course, Batman's utility belt with all the gad, the bat shark yeah. repellent, and the batarang, and yeah. the uh, the bat thing. And this one I actually had, but not the real one, but a, a, a almost an almost like a childlike recreation. The man from Uncle's briefcase that had the camera and the knife <laughs> that came out of it, and and the gun inside of it, and all that good stuff. Oh, uh, what about that guy's shoe? Remember the shoe with the phone? Oh, what's well? Oh, oh, thank you for saying guess, that. Get smart because, shoe, because, right? The no, shoe phone. There's two shoes. I'm glad you said that because my friend, uh, my friend C.K. would have like had a beef against me if I didn't say. It. Jim West had a shoe 
gadget, which like when you kicked on it, a knife came out and you could like kick somebody. Now front knife or back knife? Front knife, and you could kick somebody. Because I've seen right both. A, yeah, that's a that's kind of a staple in some of the kung, kung fu stuff. Yeah, has like the knife in the in the shoe. In the, yeah, peasant foot or whatever. Yeah, know. well, this is from like '65, so nice. it might have predated it or whatever. And then, and then Maxwell Smart shoe with the uh, with like Chief talking to Chief or whatever. And then also from Get Smart, the Cone of Silence, where they just when they want to talk and not everybody here, this big plastic bubble comes down. And <laughs> I forgot about the Cone of Silence. So. What about the uh, the shoe that the, that thick Korean dude throws in? But in oh the Bond no movie? no um no well yeah the Bond thing Odd Jobs hat. Oh, Odd Jobs hat. I'm thinking of. I'm getting that mixed up with um, Austin <laughs> Powers. That the same yeah, guy throws the shoe. Who throws a shoe? Honestly, no. It was and of course James Bond's Aston Martin with all the gadgets uh, on. I see, forgot I like, about that one. I purposely uh, my list. I purposely uh, stayed away from um, vehicles. Vehicles because we talked about vehicles, and I also yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of stayed away from Bond. Bond yeah. is very gadget heavy, and they're all awesome. You know. All right, first I'll start out with my honorable mentions. Of course, the mech suit or uh, the loader suit from Aliens. That Remember the uh, one that she fights yeah. with at the end? Uh, the hoverboard from Back to the Future. Um, and that's the only two honorable mentions I have. I'm, uh, these are actually in order. Number 11, the Zathura board game from that movie Zathura where you play it and it takes that you into space side, and dude. stuff. Oh, it's great. Number 10, a fembot from Austin Powers. Yeah. Because yeah, cool. just, we'll leave that to your own imagination. Number nine, Batman's shark repellent. See, I went just to specific. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. little can of shark bat repellent. Shark repellent yeah, yeah. Bat shark repellent. Awesome. Number eight, just because it was fresh on my mind, that briefcase with the talismans that from Kiss Meets the Phantom. Oh, okay. if, you had the br- if you had all those, you could be either one of them. You could be the cat or the yeah, demon. Or the demon. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I want those talismans. Um, I would like the Necronomicon from Army of Darkness. The, okay. The right. Book of the Dead. You'd be able to control things Dead with that. Folks. Yes. This one I begrudgingly put on my list. It, it's very cool, but I didn't care for the movie very much. Uh, the Remote Control from Click. This is an Adam Sandler oh, movie. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I think that was a remake, right? There was an original one? I don't think so. Oh, that was an original? All right. I think it's an original. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, so, yeah, the Remote Control, of course. The Nebulizer from Men in Black. Right. And I could make people forget things. That'd be fun. I uh, just do that on my own without a Nebulizer. <laughs> I, just, I just talk very droning-like and people go to sleep and uh, I leave. Yeah, and they forget. Yeah, very good. Okay. Uh, Big Baby from Hellboy, which is the that nice uh, big gun. Yeah. It almost looks like a Taurus Judge, but, eh, you know, eh, it's whatever. Uh, the Ball of Evil from Heavy Metal. The little, the little, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the little marble of evil. Yeah. I, I'd like that, to have that around... Then my number two, of course, the Flying Guillotine from Master of the Flying Guillotine. And number one, a lightsaber from Darth Vader. I, I'd say Darth Vader's lightsaber. just cause. Oh, but you, you reminded me of the movie Phantasm, that flying ball that has the blade on it. You yeah, see that yeah, movie? Yeah. That's another cool gadget. I don't know if I want it, but maybe yeah. I could use it in a pinch. I purposely tried to stay away from vehicles and um, stuff like that. I don't know. I, wanted, I was thinking about the chainsaw from Army of Darkness. But that was kind of well, like the chainsaw from the uh, hand. Texas Chainsaw. No, no, well, the hand one from well, from too, Army of Darkness. Yeah. But I was like, that's kind of that looks like clunky. It'd be hard but to it's use. It's not a vehicle though. No, no, but I mean, it was too yeah, clunky. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I labored over that one for a while, and I was like, hey, I'll just use the Necronomicon because that couldn't control armies of dead. Yeah. That could come in handy. Yeah. All right, that's it for that. We're going to drop in our num our uh, second edition of our sex ed PSA. From uh, 1940-something. So enjoy that. Listen and learn. Listen and learn about sex ed and Jesus and fun ham radios. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. In the first recording, remember, the father waited for his little son's question. In this scene, the mother herself leads into the subject of menstruation with her daughter, who might be 10 or 11, perhaps older. The obvious reason is to make sure that a girl knows both the natural and the spiritual significance of this function before it happens. Parents are the best judges of the proper time and place for such instruction, but a good rule to follow here is better a year too early than one week too late. Notice how the mother starts with changes her daughter can see, the outer growth of her body, and then the inner maturing that comes with adolescence. 
There's an obvious bond of confidence between mother and child, which is essential in all sex instruction. Notice, too, how both the naturalness and holiness of the menstrual function are explained by the mother. There's an emotional overtone here, too, which contrasts with the more matter-of-fact presentation to boys. Here again, for convenience, the subject matter of perhaps two or more talks has been compressed into a single scene. Oh, let's see now. Fold in the whites. Hi, Mommy. Oh, hi, dear. What you making, Kate? Uh-huh. Mmm, yum. Oh, Betty O'Brien, get your fingers out of my eyes in this minute. And how many times have I told you to hang up your coat and put your books in your room when you come in? What's it worth to you, Mom? Licks on the bowl? <laughs> oh, Betty, you're <laughs> impossible. When are you going to start growing up? When am I going to finish, you mean? Behold the evidence of old age descending on your darling daughter, Mrs. O'Brien. Oh, dear. Watch this coat sleeve. Watch it closely now. Mm-hmm. An inch, two inches... It's crept halfway to the elbow before your very eyes. Oh, Betty. Your father just bought you that coat a year ago, and it was too big then. Let's see. I don't suppose we can let that sleeve down anymore. No, Mother, you're just not going to buy me another new one. I, I just won't have it. Unless, of course, you twist my arm enough. Oh, it's twisting your neck I should be doing. Oh, but you are growing up, Betty. I can see that. Oh, scales don't lie. Except when Daddy gets on them. Oh, I hope I have a figure like Phyllis Graham. Betty, be serious for once. But I am serious. Uh Uh-oh. I can feel a motherly talk coming on. I know that look in your eye. (laughs) I declare to goodness, sometimes I don't know whether to hug you or paddle you. You know so much, and yet... And yet what, Mom? Oh, I was about to say, and yet you know so little. I'm sorry, Mom. I'll be good, really. What were you going to tell me? Oh, nothing much, honey. It's just that... Well, with all these changes, you can see... Getting taller and your breasts beginning to grow and so on. There are other changes going on inside of you. Inside of me? What kind of changes, Mother? Well, do you remember my telling you when you were little... How babies grow inside their mothers? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, from now on, through your teens... The wonderful machinery inside your body that will hold and nourish a baby when you're grown up, if God calls you to the married state, that machinery will begin to develop. Really, Mom? Well, tell me about it. Well, to begin with, every woman has two small organs within her body called ovaries. Now, each month, one of them produces a tiny egg, or ovum, as the doctors call it. Is that the egg the baby grows from? The one you told me about when I was little? That's right, dear. You see, God knew that when he did will to create a new little soul inside the mother, the tiny body would have to be nourished so it would develop from a little egg to a full-grown baby. Mm-hmm. Well, so wonderfully has God designed our bodies that each month, as one of the ovaries produces an egg, Blood is accumulated in the lining of the uterus, a womb. That's where you carry your baby, isn't it? Yes, dear. Now, when a woman is married, the seed from the father, which I told you about, is planted inside the mother's egg. And this egg fastens itself to the wall of the uterus. That is what the blood is for, to nourish the tiny body until it is ready to be born. Oh. That, that's wonderful, isn't it, Mother? And does does that happen every month, even before a girl is married? That's right, honey. It's part of the whole complicated process that the doctors call ovulation and menstruation. But does the blood come anyway, even when there's no baby to need it? That's right, dear. But it doesn't stay there in the uterus when there's no baby. You see, when the egg is not fertilized, it dissolves and the blood simply flows out again through the vagina. Then the whole process starts all over again the following month. You mean you... you sort of bleed? Well, not exactly, dear. You see, the blood is simply stored up for a particular purpose, and when it's not needed, it just passes off. It's a perfectly natural bodily function, and a holy one, really, when you consider that it's part of God's wonderful plan for creating new little souls in his own image. 
You see, darling, that's why I'm telling you now about those changes that are beginning to take place in your own body. Someday, maybe soon, or it may not be for a year or so, you'll have your first period, as it's called. Normally it lasts three to five days, but at first it may be only a trace and may not come regularly every month. But, Mother, when it happens, what'll I do? Well, when it does, dear, just come and tell me and I'll show you how to take care of yourself and your clothes. The thing to remember always is that this is a natural thing, a holy thing. It means that God is preparing your body for the wonderful calling of motherhood, if that is his plan for you. I understand, Mother. And thanks for being so sweet. <laughs> All right, now, darling, get those books picked up before your father gets home or he's likely to forget you're growing up and use the slipper on you. Oh, I'm on my way, Mom. But uh, first, how about licking the bowl? <laughs> Betty O'Brien, I wonder if you'll ever really grow up. <laughs> That was painful, dude. <laughs> Just the two minutes we no, listened to it was painful no. enough. Well, well, now I know about the holiness of menstruation. Anyway, moving on to our movie of the week. We, we, yeah, we're going to be hearing about this from people. So, well, uh, I don't want for sure, but for sure. if you okay, I'll throw this out Just there. Just take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> I'll throw this out there, and let, you know, we'll we'll see what if anything comes back. If you have anything to say about the yes, uh, our PSAs, there's two more. There's four total. That that's number two of four. Um, these were these were sex ed- education records that were played for American students, forties, uh, fifties, probably sixties. Probably. So if you have anything to say about that, send us an email. Just put your podcast or something like that, or you know PSA. Uh, re- something and send it to z-e-n-b-o-n-e at hotmail.com i haven't put that out there very much because to be honest we don't get very many uh emails we get some we would get some here and there but if you have a pro or con to this wonderful time uh time vault of of uh americana time capsule, time capsule that's what i'm trying to think of if you have anything to say good or bad about it shoot us an email and let us know but what you think us. but don't shoot us we didn't do it we're just passing along the message we're just the messengers we're just fulfilling our court appointed public service yeah yeah this is why we we get a podcast because we get the psa so enjoy yeah that's that's a lie we're going to stick with anyway what are we doing this week we we picked out a goodie this week we picked out a movie about movies we wrestled around we were like oh not physically wrestled but we wrestled with should we do an action movie should we do a comedy should we do a what what are we going to do this week you know and we did all yes we did everything so we got we got the great from 1976, produced by Roger Corman. Oh, everything's produced by Roger Corman. Hollywood if you think about Boulevard. It. Hollywood starring, Boulevard, starring the beautiful Candice Rielsen. and the ever effervescent, effervescent Mary, uh, Warnoff. Mary Warnoff, who is Miss Mrs. Mrs. Likable herself. Miss Likable yeah, herself. Yeah, she plays a very funny character in this, and I don't think she's like this at all. But she plays like a very stuck-up, mean-spirited, backstabbing woman. Um, yeah. You know, actress. Um, yeah, and she also towers over everyone in this movie. I had to, I paused it and went to look it up because at one scene, she's standing there with the producers and the writer, and you know two other actresses, and I swear she has a foot and a half on all of them. She she's not that big. She it says she's only five eight and three quarters, or you know five nine. Um, but that's a tall woman. It, well, it is, but my God, she's like a foot taller than everyone. She must have been wearing kiss boots and been on a pitcher's mound, and everyone yeah, else was. Maybe they were accentuating it a little bit, but... Uh, Hollywood is full of short people with big ambitions, yes. I guess. I don't know. And um, So I was ha- I was really happy to see Mary uh, again. She's one of those actresses that's been... I've seen her in a lot of stuff. I've always enjoyed her. I always I always thought... Ve- I think very highly of her, you know. So it was cool that she was in this movie. What is this movie, anyway? Tell, what What is this supposed to be? What was this? It's supposed to be a takeoff on Corman movies. It was made on a bet by uh, Corman and two of his uh, editors. That so it was made, could, made on a bet. This movie was made on a bet that they bet Corman that they could make a movie for $50,000. And Corman said, all right, and I'll up the ante and I'll make it even a bigger bet. You got 10 days to do it. So they did it in 10 days using... But 60000 
It went up to sixty thousand, I think, but I think they started at fifty, somewhere in that area. But right. they they did do it in ten days using lots of stock footage from <laughs> Corman movies, and part of the charm of this movie is spot the movie that clip that they're using. Right, and they did a lot of um, <clears throat> the whole thing is a it's a parody of making a B movie exactly. in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, now there is some truth to the writing because the 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 star um, um, Candy. Is Candy like Hope. a, a bri- Candy Hope is a bright-eyed girl who comes from Indiana to be a a uh, a, movie a, an, a movie star, and of course they do a lot of that where she gets there and she's taken, um, you know, she goes into a couple sleazy places and runs out and and then she gets duped into being <laughs> the driver for a for a bank heist, you know. Oh yeah, well first she goes to that. Uh, well, the first let us get the first thing is pretty funny when they're filming the skydiving oh, scene. Oh, that's right. Before she before she before the intro <laughs> scene is like they're filming a skydiving scene for and we get introduced to the director and Mary Mary the the actress and the the producer PG and 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 he's in he, he's in the uh, van with one of the starlets or whatever and then they come out and then the, and then they're 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 filming a skydiving scene except the sky one of the skydivers. Uh, a ripcord doesn't open or whatever, so <laughs> so they're going like, oh my god, no, there's a what's gonna happen? And all all they, off scene, of course. Yeah, all off know. scene, and then they do like the wily e. coyote thing where they did, where like you hear a fly and they're like, oh no, and as they look down, you hear boom, this loud boom, and then they cut to like the ground and you see like the the impression of like you know her like deep embedded deep in the <laughs> it, ground. It was like the wily e. coyote yeah, style like where e. coyote, it was the yeah. outline of this woman like. In the dirt, like like she went through the earth, you know. So at that point, you know, it's going to be like, you know, a goofball movie. And yeah, it is. Yeah. And it is. It was. So then, then they're like, oh, that's so tragic. And they, then they're like, oh, how are we going to find another stunt person? Yeah, that's all right, the, right. Like they immediately go to like, oh, no, now what? No, now what? No more yeah. close-ups or no, something. No remorse, nothing. Yeah, yeah they like, didn't Okay, care. well, did you get it? Okay, let's wrap it. Let's go to the next one or whatever, so. Yeah, throughout this whole movie, I did, I, because this wasn't like, it was a comedy, but I I didn't like laugh out loud at anything really. It was a very good satire, and no satire. satire usually doesn't work. In this case, it was very poignant and it did work. It was very funny. There was a lot of layers to this it movie. It was truthful. Yeah, because these guys were writing about the truth of where they lived, what they were surrounded by. Because anyone who reads about Hollywood or reads about movies in the industry, it is a horrible endeavor from all aspects right you know. right yeah it's, so basically candy comes to hollywood kind of sounds like a title of a porno movie but <laughs> anyway <laughs> which i think it is but besides that you know look it up on google it or whatever if you want to but <laughs> not, anyway, not at work not at, not at, work. Not at work you're in control <laughs> for that you know do it at home please but at any rate uh, she goes in and she's looking for an agent so finally she goes into uh, the office of walter paisley which which was a reference to the, the the actor who plays Walter Paisley, Dick Miller, actually played the character Walter Paisley in the 1950s movie called Bucket of Blood. So at this <laughs> point, you know this is like they're in joking all the Cornman movies. Or See, whatever. and I didn't get a lot of them, which yeah. is probably part part of why I didn't wasn't laughing out yeah you didn't, didn't get totally of the in jokes or whatever yeah like you I, smirk more you go it's like a knowing laugh you know right. I mean it's kind of that kind of movie. So and even the director, his name is Eric von Lepp. That's that's the name of the Boris Karloff's character in that clip that we saw of the terror nice. or whatever. So there's a lot of that going on, you know. Well, that's cool. And so anyway, she's she goes to the agent and he, she's tries to get. In, he's he's like the the totally like dirt baggiest you know agent <laughs> there is in Hollywood. And he tells her, look, I don't have anything for you now, but just go and walk around town, and then you'll get... There's uh, all kinds of people. You'll get hired. Yeah, you'll get hired. There's all kinds of people. And I guess so he's true stu- in a way, you know? So stupid. Just walk around, you'll get hired. So, so she so she goes out, and she's well, she's going to buy a variety magazine or newspaper. Yeah, he's like, oh, and some guy... And some guy's standing there, and he's like, oh, I wanted one too. Hey, maybe we can share it, you know? And so that guy was like, totally like 70s porn. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like just with the tucked in polyester into the polyester pants and the yeah. the, the trucker stash and like he looked straight out of like a porn set from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right, yeah. Total sleaze bag. He's, he had the porn stash, you know. Oh yeah. So he goes like, Hey, you know, me you know, I'm making a movie, maybe we can like use your car 
and uh, you know we're gonna shoot a scene and, and you know you can be in a movie and she's like totally gullible and she's great because she does look gullible she's like all wide-eyed and innocent or yeah, whatever you know so she goes yeah yeah here um let's go pick up my friend and uh, we'll 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 shoot the scene you know so they, it's, they're totally like the where are the cameras well they're hidden that's the whole point you yeah, know yeah 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 they're all hidden you know so they, they go and they pick up so their buddy who looks like Snidely Whiplash or something <laughs> like that. And they go, okay, well, uh, hold on for a second. And they get in the car, and one of them's wearing, like, the clown mask, and the other one's wearing, like... <laughs> the pantyhose. pantyhose. He goes, you put this on. She goes, really? I don't, think I, don't th- I want them to see my face. No, 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 don't worry about it. It's realism, you know? So, of course, they, they do a bank robbery, and she's all the time, she's thinking that... She's in the getaway car. She's thinking that, oh, yeah, the... This is pretty realistic, and all of a sudden they get out, they run out, they hear the sirens, and as they're as they're getting out, the guy actually shoots one of the, the freaking uh, cops, and she's like, "Take off!" You know, she's like, "Oh, okay," you know. So it's like, <laughs> so crazy. You know, I love girls like that. I wish there was more of them. You know? <laughs> but anyway, that's not 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 in this day and not age. Not in this day and age. <laughs> you know, maybe not that many in the seventies. So, but this is the movies. Yeah. After. So of course the bank robbery goes bad, and she crashes her car through the police barricade. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. and gets away like. She slams on the brakes and knocks the guy out or kills him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then just leaves. So she she figures out, of course, what's going on. The accomplice got gunned down in a very odd car. Yeah, it, was um, like, it looked like it had fins on it, so it looked like it was a 50s. I think that was... There was a weird car that Nash made. Rambler, yeah. I'm thinking of a Rambler. But it was a like different... It, it was like a... It was. A, I wish I knew what kind of car it was. I'm, okay. a, I'm kind of a car guy. And uh, and that was one where I, when he was driving, I was like, oh, I wish I had that. It might have oh, been yeah. like a, who knows. So, so then she goes back to the agent, and uh, they always show the agent eating, <laughs> and he's always answering like three or four different phones. He's like, oh, what's that? A bearded lady? Oh, let me check. And then she, he goes through some files, and he's like, oh, what's that? You want an Amazon with a, yeah, with a with a boa? With a boa. Yeah, he pulls like, out a boa. He pulls a, a snake out of his drawers, uh, his drawer. Not his drawers, yeah, but, uh, out of that, a drawer. That, that went bad. Yeah. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> so then, and then, um, so so then she's sitting there, and he's like, oh, a stunt stunt driver, and he sends her to that company because he movie, just yeah. she, she just told him about how she smashed through these police barricades and he's like well you'll be fine you're just now you're a stunt guy uh, yeah, stunt we're, we're gonna send you to miracle pictures their logo is if it's a if it's good it's a miracle or whatever yeah <laughs> so great <laughs> that's at the beginning of the movie so yeah. great oh yeah miracle pictures so she goes there and she does the stunt and then it, it and it works out you know she does it fine and they're like hey great you know and we we're introduced to the the writer introduces himself to her right away yeah yeah um yeah. and they're of course love interests yeah, yeah you know like yeah. where he looks up and he's like oh wow and he, he's so smitten and I'm thinking okay a guy that writes movies surrounded by stars and starlets all day long right would you ever, even ever get like smitten with anyone ever again you just be like okay there's constantly yeah. She's just the next in line. Yeah, I that's guess. what yeah, I think. That's right. the way the mentality gets. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then I guess they go, they, you know, the her, she and the girls team up, and then they they all become like, uh, you know, they're 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 represented by the same agent, right. and he gets them that movie in the Philippines, Machete Maidens or whatever, <laughs> yeah. which is which is where there actually is a documentary called Machete Maidens. It's on, it's on, it's on, it's on Netflix. And it's just, it's, it's another it's another reference to this movie or whatever. But at so any what is that one? Have you watched it? Yes, I did. It's it's basically all the all the women that did the movies in the Philippines getting okay. interviewed. Oh, and they're just talking about They're the just talking about all the experiences they had, including the men, too, and stuff like that, and Corman. And so it's a great, oh, it's cool, a great okay. documentary. That that's on Netflix and yeah. you, you should you should watch it, man. It's we'll on my queue. It. Just when yeah. you have 500 on your queue, because because the movie they make is Machete Maidens from Mora Tao, and this is called Machete Maidens Unleashed, a documentary. And Mora Tao is a reference to an old movie called Zombies of Mora Tao. Wow. So even even that they're like <laughs> they even make a Plan Nine reference. Later on in this movie, so it's like yeah. anything they could throw at this thing, they would right. do or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So okay, I'll have to check that out. So anyway, they 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 get a gig in the Philippines, and then but before I before they go to the Philippines, they have what did they do the wet T-shirt contest? Was that before for they the went, nude scene? Yeah, for the nude yeah. scene in the Philippines. So they have whatever. these they have these girls lined up, and these are very strange looking girls. Yeah. Um, the way they're they're overacting, and they I'm sure they were cued to do that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it was the way they were 
standing there was very strange. And then he's like, "Well, there's no time for you to take your clothing off. Just hose them down." Yeah. And then this guy, one of the P, one of the uh, PAs, I guess they call him, production yeah, yeah, assistants, yeah. just starts spraying them with this fire hose. And then they're like, oh, ha, 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 and he's like, you and you. And then they go and have sex in a van. They don't show you that, but they do the old... Yeah. Th- the second they close the door, it starts rocking back and forth, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah. Typical, like, reference to all the van and, and teenage movies that yep. were being made at yep. the time or whatever by Corman and others. See, this... Know. One of the things that you have to be in on when you're watching this is everything is kind of a, a both a jab at... Corman yes, uh, and also a wink or a nod at exactly Corman right, because exactly right. he understands who he is. Don't get don't misunderstand us. He knows exactly what he's making. He knows exactly what he's doing. He just does it to make money. And when you see him and hear him talk, he's just this regular guy. Uh-huh, he doesn't yeah. even he doesn't even come across stuck up or or hard headed or mean. I'm sure his productions are very difficult yeah, because yeah, he's yeah, right. cracks the whip. But yeah. You know, so th- and so this entire thing is just a big nudge, nudge. Look at this is another Corman reference. This is a Corman reference. This is making fun of this. You know. Yeah. Th- so that's that's where you have to kind of take take yeah, you have to away take from it, it, you know? yeah that. So anyway, they go to the Philippines and then they're in an action movie. And the funny part about this was in this action movie when you know they cut they cut with scenes of the girls shooting like it looks like they're shooting real machine guns and stuff like that because it looks like yeah there well there's the AR there's a AR-15. There's like a Tommy gun. There's, too. A, there's a 45 Tommy gun. There's an AR-15, and then Mary Warrenhuff comes out with these with a bandolier and two pistols, and she shoots them up in the air. And yeah, yeah, she, yeah. It's, it's very funny. She she's like the only one that's like off in the <laughs> distance. They, the other ones are in there, nitty gritty, throwing grenades and stuff. And she's just obviously the star. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's like way she, back, yeah, right, and, right. and you know, just like silhouetted and stuff. It's really funny. And then and then in this scene, they're counter. They're, they're cutting. The uh, the girls shooting with scenes from like the big birdcage, the big dollhouse, all the Filipino movies, and they're doing it kind of okay, even though sometimes it's day for night though, because I guess they're goofing on that aspect of it, but <laughs> yeah. it kind of like fits in a strange way or whatever. And that's where you start to really see like they're like okay, they're using a lot of different footage. Yeah. And I and I didn't know from it from Corman, so it's yeah. no big deal. You know? I didn't notice it until it hit my favorite movie of all time, Death Race. Yeah, and that's later on. That's later on, but they start doing that, and I was like, oh, and I could even tell where they cut. I could tell yes, where yes, where it can. was extended from the regular scene yeah. and where it wasn't. I could tell the fake one from the real one, like because they had a far away uh, Frankenstein vehicle and a close up Frankenstein. Right. You could tell by the fin. Which was the real? Which yeah. one was the real one? Because they had the real one sitting there, and I was I, I wanted to cry because I want the real one. Yeah. Like I want to drive the real one to work every day. Well, I'm surprised you like, didn't get a kit yet. But anyway. <laughs> oh my God! I, Big, if you had the money, if you had the ladder, you would get a kit of Frankenstein's car. Oh yeah, I would have it easily. built, like 100% rec- replica, and, and drive it around every day with a mask on in every way and a cape. <laughs> And go to Walmart because you just fit in right there with a cape. And <laughs> I would just sit there, just spinning donuts in my Frankenstein car, and people would be like, "Oh, it's that guy again." Oh, it's Frankenstein. Okay, okay. here we go. Well, I, I don't think I'd wear the gimp mask, but I would drive that car. Oh my <laughs> okay. god, I would drive that car. People would be like, "What is this?" I'd be like, "If you don't know, then you shouldn't know." Be gone with you. I'd probably yeah. wear the Frankenstein cape because okay, you know, the yeah. cape. Yeah, yeah. And the hand grenade. I'd have that. The hand me. grenade. The hand grenade. dash grenade. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, moving on. So anyway, Where were we? So, so anyway, we're we're in. They're, they're shooting all the uh, all the scenes of the shooting, but then they cut. Then they have to do, and this scene is almost uncomfortably, kind of like it's it's almost uncomfortable because it seems a little bit like she was a little bit freaked out by that rape scene that they do. Yeah, that I, was a little too close for comfort there. And and I think it must have been real. I think that must have happened on a set. Or maybe they were talking about that scene from the Galaxy of Terror, like where the actress is like, "No, nah, I'm not. No, you know, like, well, she said she did it, but that must have been something that happened. That must have been, yeah. She must have had a weird reaction to that because basically they're shooting like this scene where they just go, "Okay, cue rape scene." So she's lying on the ground, and there's like five guys, and they're pulling and, her shirt off, and then it's cut. And then the way she reacts, it's just a little too like. Oh my God! No, no, I didn't think it was gonna be like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Either that, or it's the greatest acting that I've ever seen in my life, Academy Award winning. But it seemed a little yeah. uncomfortable, and they repeated again too. So. I know. I didn't like the first one. I don't because I don't. I, I don't care for that in movies yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it to my imagination. I don't need to see any of that crap. I hate it. And and then they redid it again, and I'm like, 
what is this now? Like, but but, but it was the one. But I got I got to say that when I watched it the first time, yeah, it's one of the scenes that I found the most memorable, just because of like it seemed a little too real for. There was uh, something there. There was something going on. Yeah, there. they like they wrote that in there for a reason. And then when she runs off and the guy's holding her, it almost seemed like that was real too. You yeah, know what I mean, it's like, oh my god, no, you know. And there was a credit for the, this was one of the credits that cracked me up. At the end, it, it, and it says like you know Mary this and that, and there was one credit goes ubiquitous Filipino. Yeah. And the one actor, and I was like, oh my god, he's <laughs> like a Filipino guy that's like playing every Filipino in the movie, getting killed or shot or whatever. So I was just <laughs> he like, was the one that was laying there on with the in the white suit yeah, with the, when yeah. they first met him. Uh, that's funny. God, yeah. yeah, the credits were pretty funny in this movie. Yeah, right? the credits are funny. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they finished making the movie. Oh no, before they finished making the movie. Oh well, we were. Yeah. This is gonna go way over, I think. You know. Uh, not way over. Well, okay. Well, this go. is gonna go over anyway. <laughs> anyway, so they kill. They they're filming another action scene and they shoot one of the girls, the yeah. redheaded girls. Yeah, yeah. She and, actually gets shot. And then and then she actually gets shot. So now we got a murder mystery going on. Right. Well, then this was because now the first time the the fir- the very first scene the the sky the skydiver dies. Okay. Yeah, that was a jokey thing. Well, but, but but they didn't care. But they didn't care, and now this person dies, so it's starting to show a pattern. Yeah. yeah. Of like, oh yeah. Like yeah. it's Something establishing because yeah, probably yeah, something yeah. happened there, but you didn't know at that point. You're yeah, just like, yeah. Oh, okay. You just like took it for granted or whatever. It was just an accident because people that jump out of planes aren't right. So she gets so so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who jumps out of a perfectly good pr- plane anyway? Yeah, so that happens and they're kind of like, you know, they kind of like, well, you know, what other we can do? There's no cops here or anything in the Philippines. So they just kind of pan back and cut. And then yeah. now, okay, back in Hollywood, yes. they get in they get in Walter Paisley's car and they go to the premiere of this movie. And it's in a and it's a cheesy bag drive and it's part of a triple yeah. feature, you know? yeah. Yeah. And so they're getting the car, and they all get drunk on Jack, it seems oh, like, or God. whatever. And then she's like, she's like, after the rape scene, she kind of gets pissed off, all drunk, and she gets out of the car to go fight with the, with the projectionist. projectionist. Yeah. And then there's some guy in the next car complaining about how awful these movies are, or whatever, you know. And meanwhile, you know, he goes back in there and with they her. Rape her. And, and like, they rape her. And then, they ra- and then there's another rape scene, well, or but whatever. This one, but this did, is like life imitating art, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, this one, yeah. it doesn't happen. It, like they don't like she, all of her clothing stays on and yeah. everything like that, but they're trying to. Then he goes in uh, and, and yeah, and yeah. The two guys go in and, and break up the rape, the the potential rape or whatever. Oh, weird. So it's like the life imitating art kind of weirdness or whatever. So yeah, anyway, kinda weird. that was kind of weird. So anyway, cut back to they go back to the the producer and the directors, and now they're thinking about making another movie. They're thinking, oh, we're gonna do a fifties. They're gonna thing. do a fifties, and these guys dressed up like Fonzie, and he's playing a ukulele, and the girls are in the pool. All looking hot or whatever, you know. So, but the, then the the producer comes in. He goes, "Oh no, no, wait, wait! I got an idea. I got an idea. Let's do a sci-fi movie." And he goes, "Well, wait a minute. About the fifties. I want to do a movie about the fifties." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be the twenty fifties or whatever." Right. So then I co- the guy's like, "Oh God, okay." Yeah. You know? Here we go again. So then they go back and they start doing and they start doing the death race then 2000 that, that, yeah thing. then they do the death race 2000 but before is, they but before they get into the cars they cut to a scene where like somebody is hijacking the remember they cut to that scene where somebody's hijacking the brakes on the on the on, on Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's car. car right cuz they show him sitting in it to establish that it's there and the Frankenstein's car if if, if anyone doesn't know the original death race not the one not the new remake one the original one um they had very memorable cars Mary Warrenoff drove one Called the Bull, uh, and they show that that's in the that's in this movie too, and then um, Frankenstein had that was the one that they spent a lot of money on. That was actually a Stingray Corvette with the uh, with a fin, and it was very it was done up to look like a Mako shark, kinda, but it was very memorable. There was teeth on the front of it. It was a very gruesome looking car. So that's the one they had. That one, and then they had Mary's car, which was the Bull. Yeah, which makes sense because they're gonna intercut. They intersplice actual movie picture um actual parts of the movie with her in it in her car uh and and also then they they kind of uh redid the shots with the two women dressed up one like frankenstein one like the co-pilot right you know right, right, so right. it was it was pretty interesting how they did that so they showed somebody cutting the the brakes which 
that's not where they are located on that card, but who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So so basically, when Mary does her scene, it's fine. But then the girls like are kind of, I, I know breaks and and you know like and whatever. And it goes into like the real movie footage. And it goes into the real movie footage. Yeah, but they survive it. Nothing happens. Right. But then the one girl, the second, the other girl, uh, not Candy, but the other girl decides she wants to quit. Right. So she like, so done. the producer talks her into not quitting. And basically, it says, look, just like finish the movie, and then that'll be it, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So she goes home. So at night, she gets a call from somebody saying, hey, you can come back to the for set. For a reshoot. Yeah. For a reshoot. So she's like half asleep. She goes, okay. So she gets dressed up and goes into the, the set. And when she gets into the set, it's all like foggy and, and weird lighting. And it Old looks like a horror movie. It's like a Bar Mario Bava movie. And all of a sudden, this, dress, this person dressed up in the cape. And almost like the Frankenstein suit in a way, yep. starts chasing her and basically like does a Friday the Thirteenth, like chases her all around, cuts her with a with a knife or whatever, and and basically at the end of the scene, you know, kills her. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh my God, what's going on here? You know, this is getting bizarre or the, whatever. The, the wardrobe that that lady was wearing, or that the killer was wearing, looked like. Was it Queen of the Queen of Mars? Yeah, it looked like one of those like a uh, vampire. The Vamp- yeah, vi- Planet like of Vampires. Planet of the Vampire. Yeah, right? Planet of the Vampire that's, suits. Yeah, because it was Baba there. reference. It, it yeah. had the helmet. It had the long flowing. Yeah, thing. yeah. It looked yeah. exactly like it. I mean, yeah, that's probably what they used. You or, know, or a close recreation. And or they whatever. were doing the knifing scene was mimicking Psycho. It mem- yeah, exactly. It, it like Psycho, they didn't show yeah. it. They never showed it piercing the skin or cutting somebody. They just showed the thrusting, and then they would show the ah with the cross hands. It was very Psycho. That's how they shot the whole thing. So, you know, it was pretty cool. Actually, it was really good. It worked really well. And at this point, you're also seeing, like, a lot of... Because they said, oh, it's a, it's a it's a, in the 50s, but it's in the 2050s. They have a lot of very odd, like... The setting is futuristic Western with lots of very weird um, aliens, which is the uh, like yeah. from, from a lot of Corman's movies. And there's Godzilla there... <laughs> <coughs> Played by director Jonathan Demme. Yeah, Godzilla's in there for no reason whatsoever. Or Godzina. Know. Godzina, they call it. But or Godzina. Yeah. yeah, so after that murder, Candy decides she wants to quit. Right. Now she's done. She's now like, she's oh, no. done, but the but the writer says, oh, what do you mean quit? We're not done yet. So she gets all pissed off, and she goes, well, I'm leaving you. So she takes off yeah. and goes back to his house, and then like she's getting her stuff. All of a sudden, when she goes, opens up the drawer, she finds the key to this, to this locked, pool room that he has. Yeah, he has this locked place. She makes reference to it and a couple of times. That's actually where they were showing that one movie. I think there was a part. There was a scene where they were showing like old commercials or whatever. Oh, I think that was right. a locked room. But at any rate, yeah. yeah. So she goes into <clears throat> she goes into the locked room and she sees pictures of the girls that have been dead with their names on. Almost it. Almost like shrine. Yeah, kind of. yeah. It looked like a shrine, but it, you know. But so it she wasn't. so she freaks out and as all of a sudden she goes like all of a sudden the door opens and somebody goes you're next and it's the boyfriend so you're like whoa is he the killer now which is kind of a weird scene but anyway she like runs out and she gets in the car and then there's a car chase he starts chasing her and of course like as the chase goes on his car like uh, skids and the tire blows out so she basically escapes so she escapes and then he goes back to the to the screening room where they're screening like a a movie and he's he's going to he's going like where's Candy you know, because they, they was Candy. He goes, oh, she 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 took off. I couldn't catch her. You know, and then and then uh, the the uh, the Mary agents there, the agents there, Walter Paisley's sitting there, and he goes, well, she called me and she says she knows who the killer is. So he goes, what? And then all of a sudden they call Mary. They 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 call he uh, hey, Walter Paisley calls Mary Warnoff and she asks her whether she knows where she is because she thinks she thinks she knows who the killer is and Mary's like feeding her Doberman or whatever. Yeah, and she's like, know? oh, really? Well, because at this point she's like... And she goes, where do you think she is? And she goes, well, I think she might be by the Hollywood sign. She goes up there and In the sits. mountains or whatever. She goes there and sits and Mary's like, okay. So in the meantime, so right after that conversation, they watch the outtakes from the death scene and we find out that Mary's actually yeah, the Mary's killer. Yeah, Mary's the killer because when, when the star ran... when when they were trying to kill her at night. She bumped into the camera and it turned on, which yeah. would never happen, but whatever. And so then if the the camera actually filmed the murder and then Mary Warnoff walking towards her car. Right, they, right. right. Right there, if you know. Yeah, right. There was that one part where the camera, she didn't realize the camera was actually filming. Right, she it. didn't know yeah. it was filming. And it, it was, was part on. of the dailies or whatever. Right. So, <laughs> so they so were like, like, oh my God. So, so dude takes off and then there's a big grand finale at the... Uh, at the Hollywood sign. At the Hollywood which sign. Which this was pre-restoration. 
Yeah, so it, it was a real shithole that yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they actually—it they looked like they actually knocked down one of the letters, actually. Yeah. For real. They, I don't know. It was very odd. I didn't realize that that what how cheesy that actually was until. Yeah. Until they redone it, now it's much better. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Back then it was like from the 30s or something. It you just know? looked like it was sheet metal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's a big finale, and uh, yeah, you know, you'll have to watch this movie to find out what happens. So it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely would recommend it. You know, what oh, are you, yeah, what are yeah, you giving definitely. it? This is one of my favorites. I'm going to give it like a nine, just because it's a movie about movies. It has some of my favorite actors and actresses is and it, it's just it's just enjoyable for me cool all right i'm gonna give it a probably i'm gonna say a 7.5 i cool. didn't get a lot of the in jokes but it was a very fun movie um you know what the problem is it's in jokes from movies pre-76 <laughs> so you know what i mean it's like yeah. there's, al- there's already 40 years of like post this yeah. movie so it's referring to what happened in the 70s and 60s so if you're from that era you're probably going to get a lot of it more but with the internet now you can read up and you can read up on all the in-jokes and watch it and then, like, take a look at it and check it out. And yeah, definitely. It. All right. That's all we got for this week. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And, again, if you want to shoot us an email about our if we should continue and do the last two PSAs, feel free to. Because uh, if right. not, we're just going to do them. Well, I probably will just do them anyway, but, yeah. you know. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.